I am Marie Shadows, your host, and you are listening to the Squared Circle Podcast, the best podcast you ever heard. Okay, it should be okay now. Uh, okay, I think that should work, maybe. Oh, what blinding light went through, okay. Boom. Okay. Don't mind the tire. Hopefully diet. this works. I could see Epic. I see people. Can't hear anything. Can't hear anything. Odd. Um, I wonder if this has to do with... Oh gosh. Oh, I can hear stuff. <laughs> uh oh. Hearing things. Are you able to hear me? Uh, I am able to hear, yes. Okay, cool. I can hear you as well. I oh. have no idea where my other buddy is at, but you use this like, for anything else that you want other than like us having a podcast and stuff. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's a free account, so you don't really have to worry unless um you want to like pay and get like twelve people on screen. Noted. Yep. This is gonna be super cool, I guess. Okay. MS later, whenever he gets home or whatever the case may be. Okay. Um, what, what am I still trying to do? I don't even know what I'm I don't know. trying to do. <laughs> All I hear is clicking. Uh, well, I'm trying to... Uh, I guess get my chats up and going and make sure that's still a thing. Uh, should we wait it off a little bit longer, or? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we could just start talking. I mean, he'll come. He'll probably come in, and like, we could probably do a recap. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we could do uh, some sort of thing. We could just recap it wherever we are. Just get like clip notes or whatever. <laughs> Something like that. That's, I'm not keeping track of like whatever we talk about. I just know that we'll open up with like Hell in a Cell. I just finished watching AEW. Um, what did I do over the weekend? Well, I went to Comic Con on behalf of my uh, company. 
Yeah, I And then saw Alpha's that, yeah. match. That was super cool. To like, just do that for all four days. And I think it feels great to be back on YouTube. <laughs> I sort of missed it. Uh, I don't know. That, that, I that, that's like a hit and miss with me. Yeah. I sort of um, kind of missed it. Uh, Ravage is going to be streaming on DLive, so I really couldn't do this on DLive. So, you know. The more content, the better, I guess. Whatever co helps cover ground. Yeah. It also reminds me I have to put it up on uh, the website because uh, the website allows me to embed uh, YouTube videos. So I should probably somehow put it up uh, on there. Oh, it has like the share screen option? Um, ours does if um, your computer wants to do that. Alright, so I should probably hide all my porn that I have open then. Um, it's totally fine. I mean, this is this is my work <laughs> my work computer, so I mean, like, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, if there's porn, it's porn. No, nothing bad about it. <laughs> oh gosh. As uh, as open I as I am, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, there will be no such thing over here. Look, I don't care. <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> okay. Um, what's with my notifications? Got it. Okay. Discord. All right, so I guess uh, you know we're we're like twelve minutes from running. We are. Oh, uh, so <laughs> I uh, haven't like yeah. Haven't we, we checked. should probably get going on the opening uh, subject then. Then. Uh, all right, this is going to be super super interesting. All right, so. Welcome to the first ever, this is season one, episode one of this cast. Uh, I am your host, Marie Shadows. I am joined by the wonderful Epic, um, our other buddy, uh, Real G, or we're just going to probably call him G. Uh, he'll probably come in a little bit later, but this podcast is dedicated to professional wrestling. Uh, it's a huge passion of mine, a huge passion of uh, Epic and stuff like that. So it's not just talking about AEW and WWE, we'll probably throw in some indie stuff um if i ever go to a event we'll probably talk about that um if epic ever 
goes to an event or experiences something, he could definitely talk about that. It's not gonna gear towards one thing because we both love it. Um, let's just start it right off. Um, Hell in a Cell would have been a great pay-per-view. Well, not really great. A decent pay-per-view if they did not fuck up the ending. Um, oh, you're allowed to curse. It doesn't even matter to me. Uh, there's like, <laughs> there's no restrictions at all. Um, That's a sweat off my brows. Okay, we're good. Uh, yeah, whatever, whatever you're with me, expect to like curse or whatever. But um, every match that I saw for Hell in a Cell either sort of made sense in like WWE logic but that ending really didn't um, but I noticed that a fan on Twitter um, crap I got like a, a call coming in this is not cool uh, but if you want to talk about it for a second um, I would I'm gonna mute myself but epic if you want to go give me a second uh... hey what happened <laughs> yep Okay, so, yeah. I'm back. Family members wanted to know um, if I was cooking or not. <laughs> I'm cooking up for this podcast. Uh, anyway, but uh, I remember, like, uh, a fan had videotaped uh, the same ending that we saw um, for Hell in a Cell during, like, the house shows. And I sort of hate when WWE does that kind of thing where it's like, oh, whatever you do at the house shows, we're going to do it at the, the at the ending of, like, you know, our pay-per-views. Uh, yeah, I just felt like that was a really bad, bad ending. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get to that. Um, should we pick this uh, pay-per-view out match by match, or should we? Um, I The matches weren't bad. Um, it was just, um, it was just the ending that like ruined much of it. But if you want to talk about a specific match, you can. I got no problem with that. Well, I got the, uh, I guess the itinerary right in front of me. I'm just, you know, uh, based from what I saw, I think I jumped in the pay-per-view at the Randy Orton part, uh, versus Ali, which I thought was pretty good good for an somewhat impromptu match yes um, so I kind of skipped out on uh, Natalia versus Lacey Evans uh, which to me probably would have been a yawn fest um, which is I don't know okay for a pre-show um, Becky Lynch I guess it is yeah uh, against Sasha Banks uh, which I haven't watched I wanted I wanted uh, Sasha to to win that one so that way, finally, um, you know, uh, Becky no longer has the belt. I think it's starting to get stale. I, th- I think her character is getting a little bit more stale. It's just, like, I don't think there's enough uh, adversity. Challenge? Like, challenge and adversity. That, yeah. Like, I'm not saying, like, she needs to go up against, like, you know, like, an authority or, like, a thing. It, it just seems like, okay, cool. Uh, whoever steps up to me is kind of going down. And it's just like, okay, well... I agree with that. Whatever, cool, but at the same time, it's just like, okay, like, the same shtick is just kind of going up. It's kind of like, you know, uh, like, 2000, 2017 Okada, with his, like, you know, 400-something oh, mm-hmm. odd day being yeah, champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, basically just... I remember that. People, which is amazing, but at the same time, like, it's just like, uh, at some point, like, 
when do they draw the line and say, all right, well, this is going to be a person who removes a strap off Lynch? Uh, Sasha could have been Especially a perfect too. candidate for that, but I wonder who the who's uh, reserving that special seat at this point. Because it's I no longer even Charlotte, think of any. Yeah, I couldn't even think of any other um, woman that like they would sign that would be like a big shock um, to dethrone uh, Becky and stuff like that. Um, I just wish that um, Becky's character wasn't so like forced in a way, because to me, if it was forced, um, if you have to try to get over by using uh, the Legends um, characteristics without putting your own spin on it, I just think that, you know, you don't know how to get yourself over as a Becky Lynch in a way. That's just how I feel about that. Yeah, it, it just feels like, um, well, then again, they do this with, like, every single uh, person who they want to get over with the people. It's just, like, you know, adamantly just, you know, sh- shove them down uh, people's throats. Like, you know, Daniel Bryan, for example, Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's just like, okay, we'll, we'll drive the point home. Just just keep nailing it. It's like the, how they're trying to, like, you know, force Natalia and Lacey Evans down everyone's throats. This is like... No mm-hmm. one enjoys both of them, but it's just like, you know, but ain't nothing we can do about it. It's just like, you know, eventually just come to accept it. Yeah, um, pretty much. I would like to see Becky's character uh, go back to its roots in a way, but um, I guess we'll see it when we get there. But in the meantime, it's just like, okay, well, like, uh, you know, I, I really don't want it to be. Natalia and or Lacey that uh, takes up, you know, a strap if not Banks at this point. Like, yeah. Because again, it's just like, okay, well we have in singles competition we don't have too many options unless they're making room for Rousey to come back. Which is kind of likely uh, or not. Yeah. Um, but if she comes back, it's going to be like after she decides to have a kid because she really wants to have a kid so yeah. um, it's going to be after that it's going to be like super weird because that's like, otherwise cool. like we have tag team like we know Asuka and Kyrie, uh now to yeah. the the top spot there then you got the Iconics then you got Bliss and uh, Cross yeah um, Riot Squad they're not really a thing anymore but uh, they were there that? They're 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 there, but they're kind of not. It's kind of like I don't know what to really think of at that point, but we'll we'll get to that eventually. Um, I have wanted to mention something that was bothering me during the uh, pay per view. So like we all know that Kyrie and Asuka are a team. Their name is the Kabuki Warriors. Who's doing the music? <laughs> I know I don't like the name either. I, I can't. Um, I can't blame Jim Johnston uh, anymore, and CFOs is no longer blamable. <laughs> and I mean, like you know, who, who's ever behind the thing is like literally just like you know, got a five dollar DJ set and just like slapping tracks <laughs> together, and it's just like, I mean, if they just kept like you know, uh, like Oscar's theme, like just use that. They're like, I, I don't care, like. It, it was, new it was just... a bad mashup where it was like you hear Asuka and then like it fades out into Kyrie and then it fades back into Asuka. The same thing they, they did with Barrett Corbin and his whole like King Barrett 
Baron thing, not Baron. His whole King music yeah. and then his regular music, and I was like, "Who's doing this?" It, it's it's like bothering who, me. It's like whoever's got the thing. It's like put up like DJ Serato, and it's just like, okay, well, we'll have the original thing, we'll have the thing, and then the crossfader in the middle is what kind of like you know switches back and forth between <laughs> tracks, and I'm just like, who the fuck fired? Like, who who hired these guys? Like. I'll, I'll do the music. Like, hire your boy, okay? Like, I, I got a DJ set. Like, I got a crossfader. Like, how I'll, I'll even make tracks. Like, I, I don't, I don't make tracks, but I will. But I mean, like, if it's if it's that difficult, but like, jeez. I know, right? Uh, we should probably start like a hashtag going to uh, hire Epic for WWE music. <laughs> yeah, we'll see when we get um, there. Um, but. I, I did kind of wonder too. You remember um, the in, the Twitter internet like sensation guy? I think his name was like Josiah Williams, who made all these incredible raps with um, the superstars uh, theme song. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. he's hired. So he's hired by WWE, but he's doing like backstage segments. I think that was like WWE's way of like freaking silencing him and his fucking talent. Because I haven't seen him put out a freaking video since he got hired, and I'm like, wow, you just stomped like on his creativity he could have made great music for you know people and then we could have got behind certain characters that were falling short or becoming stale Mm -hmm. and it's like great wwe like strangle your own like creativity too um i mean sometimes it can be like that but sometimes it's like it's unintentional and like unfortunate yeah but at the same time it's just like okay well where are we at this point like you know whoever they hired as like you know their musical team and then like you know if they have to i would probably say like you know hire like you know uh someone to do your track for you and then just get it yeah you know legal with them and wwe it's kind of like you know punk with uh you know living color mm-hmm. sort of stuff like that just get rights to you some tracks and then i think you're just good to go Um, what else did you like or not like about the uh, pay-per-view? Uh, if I were to pick bullet points from each, so I'll, I'll start from the beginning. So the screw, the, like the scratch out, you know, Natalia Lacey. I, I, I yeah, can't yeah. Watch that. Uh, <laughs> thanks, we went through already. Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns uh, versus, uh, you know, uh, I'm just going to shorten it to Bludgeon Brothers, even though they're not Bludgeon Brothers anymore. Uh, That's totally fine. <laughs> but... You know, them going on top was definitely the obvious choice, so we're not going to go into yeah, it there. Yeah, that's fine. Orton versus Ollie was a good uh, filler match, and then I think, just going into that, like, shortly, I remember uh, commenting on my friend's post about him saying, you know, uh, Orton's pacing of the match is just, yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. getting painfully slower. And I'm just like, uh, that's just, that's <laughs> his character, though. Like, that's his shtick. Like, you know slow methodical like you know rest hold um and it's just like it's just there for for time filler i feel and it's just like you know for orton to work the way he does against especially like you know faster uh younger guys and it's just like we already know how orton feels about that stuff anyway you know dot 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 dive um like I, i think nothing of it like i'm pretty sure if orton wanted to turn up the tempo like he he definitely could but it's just given the fact that, like, you know, he's in the spot where he is who he kind of is. I just kind of, like, picture, like, a sloth in a way. But, uh... <laughs> uh, that's true. I never thought of it that way. But um, I 
during some matches, depending on who he wrestles, I do enjoy watching or in um, wrestle those guys. But I was never the fan to be like, oh my god, Orton needs to take a break. I was just like, cool, Orton is here, and let's see what he does. Um, he's improved like tremendously ever since like he started all the way till now and he's such a huge veteran that he knows how to work the crowd he knows how to work um the wrestlers and i think fans sort of forget that i just think because you know i'm me and you are like sort of in the business and we know this shit that you know like, they, they, they sort of forget that part that he knows how to work it you know true i mean like uh I, again it's just like Orton's talented. He's crazy talented, and he's got the tools, and he can work with anybody. He, like it, I can kind of compare him to uh, Jericho nowadays, where it's just like you know Jericho oh, mm-hmm. could be that same guy, and he keeps reinventing himself, and uh, his matches keep getting better depending on who he wrestles with. Orton can Definitely. be that guy, but like I don't know what it is about him that says that like, he comes off quite smug and just says, "Nah, fam," like you know, like ain't nobody going over and it's i don't think it's intentional or or like anything like that at all but it's just like it's hard to put somebody over with the type of match style that you put on and this is like how how do you expect uh this sort of thing to work you know in some sort of favor to anybody yeah um you know i did press live uh to stream via my obs but i'm not sure if i was supposed to press to go live on my on my YouTube studio. This is how rusty I am. Um, if you're, if your YouTube studio is already connected to your OBS, uh, by it's using fine, Restream, right? then it should be fine. Oh, okay, because for some reason it's saying waiting for Ravage Nights production when I'm trying to like look at the video see how good it is. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. it's a good thing I'm I'm recording it as well and not only leaving it as like a live stream. Um, so yeah, uh. The, Jer- the no, uh, the Ali versus um, Randy Orton match was good. Uh, I forgot what the hell was after that. So that was the uh, uh, women's tag team championship match, oh, yeah, which yeah. I thought was great. I didn't expect uh, right out of the gate uh, that Kyrie and Asuka would uh, play off as heels for someone. Yeah. I haven't like I, I try to watch matches in between, which I have, but it's just like it just seems like you know um, they're they're. I don't know what light switch, you know, creative decide to flip and just say, yeah, you're going to go in there, you're going to play off these heels, and you're just going to, like, you know, you're going to go the dirtiest way possible. And this is like, okay, well, I can understand if they have the motive. Let, let's just say up to this point, you know, you know, either they, they work up a streak or something like that, like, you know, or, you know, a build where, like, you know, they're, they're pretty much, like, you know, fed up with stuff. I would have played an angle where yeah. over the past few shows, like, these girls have been winning. Like, they, they've been faced with the team, have been taken down, whether it be, like, you know, uh, Bliss and Cross, whether it be the Iconics, whether it be uh, uh, Lynch and uh, Flair or whatever. It's just like, okay, yeah, yeah. set one team up, they, they take them down, and it's just like, okay, well, you get a match. So prior to getting a championship match, like, you know, they're, they're either, like, you know, in, like, you know, tight team turmoil or... You know the match doesn't happen, and it's just like, okay, well, why? Why do you keep playing these people off? Like, are you waiting for Paige, something like that? Because Paige was associated with them at one point, and then they just yeah. decided to remove her, like altogether. And it's just like, oh, right, like, okay, lose Paige, cool, uh, no reasoning for it, but just lose Paige, and mm-hmm. you're no longer faces, even though you're liked by the people. Now, now you're gonna play off these heels, which 
is an interesting spin because it's just like okay if i were me if i were to book it, i'd be like okay like you know either you lose these matches or you don't mm-hmm. um let's just say you lose the matches and then you know frustration builds up you know you get to the point all of a sudden like okay now you start playing off as heels and you get this 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 heat on you or you get the wins and you keep getting pull, uh you know kind of pushed aside then you start taking matters in your own hands by like you know eliminate like you know your opposition to make sure you're like you're the last team up and yeah. that still gets you heat like you know in the meantime like you know beat up your manager or whatever and it's just like you know build up some some monster heat on you um so i just feel like everything just came up just kind of unexpected and again forced and rushed so it's just like okay well let's try to figure this out at some point uh, but all throughout the match, I felt like the girls paced it out quite fine. Um, yeah, they did. Like, you know, they uh, worked out on, like, uh, on Bliss. Uh, Cross got, you know, her uh, moments of offense. Mm-hmm. Um, Asuka played The Mist, which is a good callback to uh, her healer yeah. self mm-hmm. back in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyrie's freaking stomp to the eye poke was <laughs> the most amazing sequence I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's just yeah. like, bump, bump, bump. That was it like a, too. that was almost like you know a, a nose boop, but it was like a boop yeah, to, yeah, the, yeah. to the eyes, and that's about it. Um, um, yeah, that, that that little thing worked. It worked as a heel. Um, I like both of them being heels, um, just because like I'm tired of whenever they get like Japanese wrestlers come in, they always make them face, and sometimes it's like it it's doesn't like yes really and work. No, but every time they bring them in, okay, if, if you're a face, like you you're always playing off to the crowd whatever it's just like people love you but and then half the time that they bring you in you're, you're in as like an international heel where like hate america uh, yeah. america sucks and it's just like yeah. okay this guy hates america boo and it's just like oh my gosh like how, how many angles are we gonna play into this like you know every single russian person that they brought in like you know from kozlov to rusev to like you yeah know, everything uh, yep it's just like okay, we get it. Like you know, people hate America. Like gosh, <laughs> um, glad they didn't it, it do it here, though. Most, yeah, um, it gets the most uh, simplest heat ever, which I think sometimes it's like okay, we got to stop that. You know, we just eventually got to stop that. Um, after the women's tag match, oh, um, the women's match, uh, the regular one for SmackDown. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, Bailey and Flair. Oh my god, yeah, Bailey and Flair. Unless I skipped a match. Did I skip a match? Uh, let's see, we got uh, Braun Strowman and the Viking Raiders versus the yeah. OC. Um, and Gable versus Corbin. <laughs> or Shorty uh, Gable. Shorty Gable. Shorty Gable. Shorty Gable. All right, you want, to talk about, you want to talk about Shorty Gable? I can see your expression. <laughs> oh my gosh. So the whole segment that leads up to it, like, you know, King's Decree, you can only call him Shorty Gable or something like that. It's just like, all right, well... All right, you guys, stupid in itself, but it, it's going to play off to the fans because the, the fans are going to want the underdog, which is Shorty Gable, to to win the match. And now the ring announcer calls him Shorty Gable, and, which <laughs> yeah. I, I I think is amazing. It's hilarious because like now that now the fans are just going to be like they're going to run with this and you they know, are forever. So like this puts Gable like super over, and okay, again Corbin as he's getting like you know the mega mid card push to the moon. You know, by winning King of the Ring, by winning uh, Money in the Bank, or probably the Royal Rumble next. I'm calling it right now. Maybe within the yeah, next right? year or two, he, he's going to win the Ro- uh, Royal Rumble. 
Um, I'm going to put that on his accolades. Um, but with, with Corbin right now, like, the, the king's position is ultimately, like, like once you win, you're, like, you're, you're getting jobbed out. Like, ask any other king yeah. that they, they mm-hmm. had out there, like Booker T. Yeah, yeah. Um, Barrett. Uh, yeah. Sheamus. Like, and... Mm-hmm. It, you're just gonna get jobbed out, and that's what he's doing right now. Like, and using this to put over Gable is a really good gesture. So, uh, how they're uh, doing that right now? Epic, give me one moment. No, no problem. Uh, no, I'm doing my podcast finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Family, family just came home. Oh, but okay. yeah, I totally, um, yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, that you know, um, Corbin, uh, is gonna be around for a while. Uh. I don't know if I, I don't really hate him or like him. He's just there for me. It's just like, oh, it's Corbin. You know, it's Corbin. Um, he, they probably are gonna make him win the Royal Rumble just because he's still having that heat. People on Twitter, like, if you ever read those comments towards him, oh, it's gosh. so bad. I'm like, you guys are so mean to him. But then again, you know, he just takes it in stride. But because he's getting all that heat from Twitter, um, they're probably gonna have him win. You know. They're, they're gonna have him go off on something like I don't know I, I hope he doesn't like he's got something at this point where like you know he, he's definitely still a mid-card champion at best they decide to put another yeah. strap on him like I think what he's already won the US championship briefly I think so right yeah um, I don't For think like he a needs a main while. yeah he doesn't need a main strap uh, if they're gonna slap a strap on him it's definitely gonna be mid-card and I, I think just by him being there right now with the way things are going for me as a booker, like ha- fans already hate him for kind of how he looks or what he represents. So it's just yeah. like, you know, uh, you can you can get like uh, cheesy heat off of him by just throwing him in <laughs> some can. scene. It's just like, if you want heat, like, you know, briefly or whatever, and want people to hate on something, throw Corbin into a scene and then like, you know, people will just eat that up. He should just call everyone shorty because he's so freaking tall met this guy in real life so i mean like i've i've met a lot of them in real life they they came into uh, the airport to my restaurant oh, and cool. uh I, I think i've commented it on this before and i think like corbin is definitely the most intimidating out of all of them like really? I, i'm pretty sure he's a nice he's a nice guy but like you know when he comes up to you because like the way he cut he, he's taller and the way he kind of looks yeah, at yeah, you with yeah. his face it's just like he, he gives you like a stone face is like <laughs> a glass of water and you're like, oh my god! Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, um, but yeah, I I, I, f- I felt kind of uh, intimidated uh, just tapping Kevin Nash like on the arm uh, during Comic Con uh, just to go tell him, hey, come to my booth. I want you to try out some bean bags. Oh my god, dude! It's like, like I'm super short and he's like super tall. He just looks down at me and I was. It's a good thing I didn't freak out. I was just like, hey, uh, later, just come by the booth and, like, try out some V-Bags. <laughs> and then that was it. And then he no-showed me. I'm Oof. saying this right now live I, on I, I uh, would have built up some heat where it's just like, hey, um, look, you know, just so you don't blow out your quad, you can come out some uh, you know, <laughs> beanbags, you know. <laughs> Th- that definitely would have, like, you know, definitely cheesed him out a little bit because I'm pretty sure he hears that joke by everybody all the time oh, anyway. But God. it's just like... Um, I think that might you have want... earned a little something. Might not have been good something good, but I mean, maybe something. Oh, I guess we're going to get, I think Gio's joining us. Uh, if he ever connects. But uh, the funny thing about that, uh, about blowing out his quad. Hey, Gio. 
You might want to you might want to bring your camera down a little bit, dude. Better? Um yeah, better, better, better. Uh we're quickly talking about like Baron Corbin's height and intimidation and my run in with uh Kevin Ash. <laughs> um how was that? It was interesting. Everything's fine. Um but uh, yeah, it's kind of funny that you say that, Epic, because I was telling Alpha the, the same thing that, you know, Kevin Nash is going to be over there. And he made the same quad joke, but he was telling me that when I do the demo to make sure to not blow his quad out. And I thought I thought I was just funny. I was yeah. going to be the I was going to get the I was going to be the girl that got the heat because I blew out his quad if he went through the whole demo. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Gio just joined us. Um, Gio, a quick recap. Um, we were we went through um, Hell in a Cell. Uh, Epic skipped the uh, pre-show because he just can't watch Lacey Evans versus uh, Natalia. Uh, we Got talked it. about the uh, other matches like the female tag team match, uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns versus the Bludgeon Brothers. We'll call them that. Um, okay. We t- touched briefly on like Randy Orton and Ali. Uh, we also did. Um, Char- uh, we were going to go to Charlotte versus uh, Bailey, but then we got distracted about uh, Barry Corbin and Chad Gable, and then Shorty, stories about, Shorty Gable, you know... Shorty Gable. We can't, yeah. we can't call him Chad Gable. Anymore. All right, Shorty Gable. Gable. All right, Shorty Gable. Um, you know, we just talked about, like, maybe the first half of the pay-per-view. Would that be, like, correct? I think we've covered about maybe three quarters of the inter- uh, the uh, pay-per-view already. Okay. Without going, like, uh, too much into it. Like, I think it's just, yeah. like... The way we were heading into it so far is just like it was just like you could come, you could definitely watch this stuff on SmackDown or Raw. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah. Um, but Gio, if you want to throw in some of your um, overall thoughts, you could go ahead. Since me and Epic talk m- mostly for everything, I kind of felt bad for uh, Bailey uh, losing the championship. We haven't gotten to that yet, so yeah, we can we can definitely. Yeah. Get so into backtrack. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, because you missed all the rest of stuff. So backtrack. Okay. Not backtrack, but we're, we're actually getting we're moving forward. Going for it. Okay, so where are we going with this? Okay, so yeah, we haven't gotten to Flair or Bailey yet. We can definitely talk about that. Okay. All right, so let's let's do that. Gio, you want to start off? Um. Okay. Sure. Uh, wasn't expecting Bailey to lose. Surprisingly, she lost. Charlotte's a ten-time champion. Woo. Um. (laughs) That's not so unenthusiastic. Yeah, there we go. I thought that the post meltdown of Bailey was interesting. I felt bad for Bailey in a way because she, she's supposed to be like the role model, and she let down all the fans and whatnot. I hope it takes Bailey's character into a more darker role where she just gives out no more high fives, lose the balloons, and just goes, you know, more evil. Yeah, I, th- I think More that evil. would uh, that would be a good touch of like you know going strictly business because I mean the way that again like you know Bailey and Bangs have been going is going down to a heel rule, especially going up against like you know uh, Lynch and Flair at this point, which I-, I I don't know why they decided to then have I guess two heels ish like you know you have Flair who's still a heel, uh, didn't mm-hmm. wasn't a tweener wasn't a face um, going up against. Bailey, who's new into her heel role, and yeah. now you now you have like you know two heels going up against each other. Then you have 
at this point, you know, they, they were supposed to turn Bailey back to face because this this doesn't do anything for Flair. Flair Flair is still Flair, wins a championship, and it's just like okay, like you know, ten time reign, ain't nothing changed. But for yeah. Bailey now, like you know, you, you had all this momentum going uh, with her as a heel. Take the strap away from her. Now where is she at? Like you know, her, both her and Banks have just got written off on the same show after all this build up. Mm-hmm, definitely, yeah. Um, I also have wanted to mention too that it was a weird like transition because uh, when Sasha came back, they automatically formed like their own little uh, crew once again, and then we I thought like they were gonna finally turn Bailey heel because if you're gonna put them with Sasha, and Sasha's like fuck everybody, you know, we're gonna do this. I thought it was gonna be kind of, kind of in- interesting, but they dropped they dropped the ball with it. Um, the only reason why Bailey lost is because SmackDown's moving to Fox. Fox yeah. wants Flair. It's obviously the name to make her ten times. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I still love my Flairs, but I just thought that was wrong place, wrong time, and just because it's it's a name. it's It shouldn't have happened that way. Uh, Bailey should have probably ushered, her, ushered us into the Fox era and try to do something different from that and not have flair. I don't know where they're going to go with this. It's it's hard to kind of think about where they're going to go with this from here. And again, like, you know, uh, you've touched a lot of good points there. Like, Bailey could have been a good opener for it, but again, it's what Fox wants. And we, we've already seen SmackDown and we already know where things are going to go from there. Like, they, they want certain names carrying the banner, uh, whatever draws, draws. Right now, like, you know, they pick Flair because Flair is the easiest based on name, based off accomplishments, and... Yes. Um, you know, they, they feel like they can't get that out of Bailey. Um, you know, same thing 100% with... 100% uh, true. You know, same thing with, like, Lesnar and Kofi. It's just like, you know... Kofi being, like, you know, uh, the oh intermittent people's champion. And then, uh, you know, dropping his strap in six seconds to Lesnar, which... Um, Oh my god. It was awful. I, I I just wanted to say that like I, I even tweeted it that um it's not fair that Seth Rollins can have his moment and maybe uh the chance of like retaining the title before he loses it to Brock Lesnar. With Kofi, they were just like, Fuck you, Kofi. You know, you're done. You did what we needed to do and now you gotta be the company guy to lay down in eight seconds and Lesnar can start his feud with Kane Velasquez. And it's like you couldn't give Kofi a moment to almost shine because he worked his ass off for 11 years and then Brock Lesnar comes in and takes it away? Yeah, they, like, they uh, destroyed Brock, that empire, like, literally. Lesnar being... Yeah. Like, I could get the fact that Lesnar is a B. He is, like, a high floor to go against Lesnar. But it... Ah, oh, to and still lost clean. It, it bugged. Yeah. Are we all good? Okay. It, it broke a lot of people yeah. that, that, that um, night. It was just like, can't believe yeah. that it happened. And it's just like, you know. Um, yeah, it's interesting that now they're going to, like, you know, they're, they're writing off Kofi t- temporarily. Now they're going to Velasquez versus Lesnar. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, like you know, Kofi still has that card to play where he has that rematch. But who yeah, knows where this is going to be down the road? So it's interesting to see where they're going. Or go. when? When? Like I mean, it... you know, so they forget. 
they, they forget and hopefully like this is not one of the instances where like you know WWE forgets because they have so much momentum now especially like with now Smackdown being on Fox and now they're about to be their own entity and they're bringing in a whole lot of you know star power uh, you know I don't know why they're bringing in Tyson Fury on top of that so know. they're trying I, to I write didn't... up a whole lot of things right now I never knew who the guy was same I was just like so, dude's huge but like you know I have no idea who this jobber is until I had to read up on him I thought it was Dominic <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody's Dominic whether it be whether yeah. it be Kane or whether it be Tyson Fury is like is this Dominic is this Dominic <laughs> <laughs> never heard of the guy until oh someone's from Brock's Pass yay yeah you don't need the title for it though Oh, you mean you mean uh, Cain Velasquez? Um, yeah, Velasquez. He took the UFC title from uh, Brock. Um, Tyson Fury is fighting, and Tyson Fury is a freaking boxer. Yeah, apparently uh, undefeated. I think he's like what twenty nine wins and like one draw or something like that. That's yeah. Tyson Fury. Um, aside from that. Um, we, we could go into the main event. Hell in a Cell main event. Yeah. The dumpster um, fire that set the world ablaze. Yeah. The world is pissed. They're angry. Yeah. I've I never just want seen to so mention for the people. sake of this video, um, if you do see my screen, it is not a filter. It is just a fucking light. It's fine. Because it's aren't you. I'm just saying, no filter. It's okay. all good. This is my light too. <laughs> I have a lamp shining in my yeah, face, so I mean that's that's my light. <laughs> all right. Uh, oh my god. Main event time. So I don't know who wants to uh, who wants to go off on this first. <laughs> I honestly hated it. It made no sense story wise, um, and. I think now that the the fiend has momentum slowed down, unless Dead by Daylight read my tweet and they put him in the game, and then Pop goes back his hype. Good plug, good plug. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be plugging in a lot of stuff. I like to get that cheap heat, and I know that cheap pop, not cheap heat. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Now look at the heat pops. <laughs> I know. Uh... Oh my god. I I could touch into this. I mean, uh, I made a nice lengthy Discord post about this when we talked about it on Discord. Yeah, I now, remember. Now a lot. I I understand a lot of the frustration of the people of where this came from, like and how this thing came to be. I I agree that this thing happened way too fast. That it was just like you know they were. I don't know why they propelled uh, Wyatt into the title scene again. Like it was absolutely unnecessary. They could have made it Rollins versus Wyatt, like no title but just Hell in a Cell, like. There would if there yeah. were no okay. if there were no title um, involved in this match, then the the finish could have been whatever. Like sky's the limit. Like they they could have went to the moon and back, or like you know go back, like you know, like do whatever that they wanted, and we wouldn't have yeah. to care about the ending at all. Like they could have white just go on top clean, but now we have to worry about the fact that they've already made this a championship match. And how do we make it that, you know, Wyatt doesn't need a strap. So how do we make it that we have Wyatt going on top without a strap? 
And how do we make it that Rollins retains but doesn't make Wyatt look weak in the process? And so... There goes my internet. <laughs> I was going to say, so like, if I were to go back to my, um, to my Twitter posts... Yeah. Or not Twitter posts, but uh, my, my Instagram posts, like... Um, so basically... You know, they wanted to protect both guys in the best way possible, but it was impossible, uh, like, how this thing went down. I could play the situations over and over, like, I could try to rewrite a few scenarios, but it all goes back to how do you protect Wyatt, you know, without making him go out and derailing most of the things. So, okay, cool. there's no DQ in Hell in a Cell. Like, how do you end it off in a oh, DQ? Yeah. Like, you would have to... I don't know, have some sort of stoppage. Like, having lead up to that point would make sense. Like, if it was just like, you know, they go up to the stoppage, but if it's a stoppage and if it's a KO, then you lose the match. And and then in which, like, you know, you, you go out looking like a chump. So, how they were building up this point to this angle, like, absolutely did not, no favors for anybody. But the way that they went into it, it does protect them in a way, but not as well as we thought it would. So, you know, having Rollins, like, you know, snap and go off on Wyatt and beat him down so he doesn't eat a pin, doesn't need a submission, like, you know, just goes down violently. That's the only way you can stop a fiend. Cool. I get it. And then, you know, having the match end with Wyatt kind of, like, you know, you know, doing a dead rise almost of sorts, and then unleashing on Rollins. Show goes off, and it makes Wyatt come back looking like a monster that he gets up from all this punishment, only still to administer it back. Yeah. So, if they had this in any type of match other than Hell in a Cell, I would say, yes, this works out just fine. But the fact that it was Hell in a Cell and for a strap, they just shot yeah. themselves in the foot like you know on both feet trying to figure something out here and ended in a DQ no less um Gio if you want to add your thoughts I like that the fiend got up from everything he didn't no sell a lot of stuff the curb stomp the sludge hammer kind of remind me of Kane with the lights and everything was going well until the referee stop the match but I noticed that the fans everything that Rollins was trying to do the fans was against it every time the Fiend mm -hmm. gets up the fans cheer so we could say that Seth kind of turned Hill inside of the cell but that uh, finish didn't do them any good because there was a lot of backlash with the chance and the refunds yeah and, and AEW yeah. Um, the the thing too is that um, whoever talked about it with them in the back um, I guess they didn't know where the story was going to go because it was sort of cringy just to have uh, the fiend laying there and taking like all the punishment and I get it you want to build uh, an entity because he's not a man he's an entity you want to build an yep. entity that can take all this punishment and still deliver fear to make you piss your pants but it was just like 
Like, why are you staying there? Why are you no-selling? Why are you not trying to use your tricks and stuff like that? Like, you know, when I saw him pull out the mallet, his hammer, I just immediately thought of a story of, like, oh, that has to be his power. Because, like, that's cool that he brought it out into the match. Like, if that got destroyed, you know, that could, like, probably end him. And, you know, if WWE takes that, oh, well. But, um... Yeah, it just felt really cringy that he was just laying there for like 10 minutes, taking all this um, abuse, and then all of a sudden the ref is going to be like, oh, we need the EMTs and put him on like a stretcher. <laughs> He's not a man. Um, I don't... He got up. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think I, I commented on this part too. It's like, if you guys remember <laughs> WrestleMania 9, Giant Gonzalez versus The Undertaker. You know, Undertaker yeah. leaving mid-match on a stretcher and it's just like, you know... This, I guess, having the same type of effect where, you know, Johnny Gonzalez, like, I guess you can call him an entity, a gimmick and an ent- entity, and then, like, you know, Undertaker being Undertaker. So you have, like, these two type of forces going at it, and, I don't know, Undertaker leaving mid-match, and it's just, like, it's almost the same thing, I felt, with this and how that went. So we all agree we didn't like the ending. Well, well no yeah. one liked the ending. I mean, nobody liked the ending, but w- given yeah. <laughs> with like you know the circumstances of the match, like that's the only one we could accept at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Like I- again, you could you could explore all the options and try to justify the means, but at at the end of it, like you know, how do you protect your investment in Bray Wyatt uh, without killing him too much? That's true too. Yeah. So it's just like you know. You still make you still make him come out looking like a monster as opposed to him going out looking like a chump. That's true too, yeah. Um, it did feel like a Vince ending one hundred percent with his uh that's some good shit. He fed us some uh some good shit. Strikes again. Oh buddy, your your wind. Your wind buddy. I think that's wind. Um I have no idea what the hell that is. That's a train. That sound. I don't know. Train. You buy the train? Yes. The hype uh, that's interesting. All right, so. I think that covers oh, Hell in a Cell. Enough. That we, um, I just saw whatever Twitter put up on Raw. I just want to make mention that, like, we are no longer in the era where real married couples have to, like, be on fucking screen and ruin one like the whole Lana and Rusev shit like that should not be happening in 2019 uh it's so fucking cringy uh I think Jerry Springer is still running but like we don't need this we really don't Uh, poor Rusev sorry epic but yeah I know um first of all I feel I feel for a guy like even though if it's just an angle I feel for the guy though but (laughs) <laughs> like I, I feel sorry for all the parties involved. I know they want to get Lashley back yeah, into the much. game at some point. I don't know with whom they they could have made him go to SmackDown for Lesnar instead of Velasquez. But yeah, right. Still um, waiting for that match. Exactly. I don't. Yeah. Know, I don't know how long we have to wait for this. Like you know, they they can only keep teasing it for so long. Now they have Years. like you know a, a a cuckold like you know uh, angle here. Where it's just like, you know, 
Lana getting into dark chocolate and it's just uh, <laughs> pretty much it, it, so it, bad. I, I don't know. I, I haven't really been paying attention to the angle. I've been watching bits and clips, but like you know, I haven't it's really totally got fine. into like the reason why they got into it and stuff like that. Like because I know they teased uh, Rusev being Maria's baby's daddy uh, when oh. Rusev made his comeback, which might have been a spark for things. But yet at the same time, it's just like you know. Then they have a real angle where, like, you know, Rusev now has to deal with, like, you know, being in a cuckold relationship. I swear. I just wanted to bring it up because it's, like, really cringeworthy and stupid and, like, it shouldn't really happen. It's cringe and I hope we never discuss this ever again. (laughs) No, we won't. I don't think so. Unless, like, some shit goes down where it's, like, I don't know, some weird-ass twist. It could Um, be. I did want to mention that they probably took uh, the porn company Brazers offer to write like really good endings with really good satisfying endings. Uh, did you guys see that tweet? I, I did see that tweet. Yes. It's so funny. <laughs> well, I like it, but I mean, at the same time, I'm just like... Wow. Yeah. You know it's something when a porn site is offering to give advice. Yeah. it. And we came to the point for that. For that. Yep. <laughs> Never thought Never really did. Um, they probably called up Vince Russo too. They'd be like, "Yo, we need you to write an angle," and he came up with the whole Russo and Lana shit, probably. And then Russo <laughs> would be coming in. The first thing he says, "Bro, okay, bro, just bro, we need to do something here, bro." <laughs> bro, I like this angle. It's gonna make us millions. It's like, All bro, the little kids next, are gonna next watch thing it. we're gonna have now is a wife on the pole match, bro. Like this is going to be. <laughs> Amazing, bro. Yep, Saudi Arabia. Oh no, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, God. <sighs> oh no, that'd be so bad. Yes, it uh, would. But but it'd be kind of funny if uh, they actually do a wife on a pole thing and they 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 watch this and they actually want to go through with it. It does not look good on paper. No, <laughs> not at all. So next best thing they can do is wife in a Shark Tank match or something like that. And wife uh... in a Shark Tank match. You know, Jesus just suspend her high above the ring in a shark tank, and it's just like, you know. Winner gets Lana? I don't know. Uh, I don't even know how they work this out. Because the way at this point, the way they're working out is just like, you know, it's all Lana doing the the deed as opposed to, like, you know, Lashley moving into territory. Yeah. So it's just like, how do you justify this now? It's just like, you know, do you, <laughs> like. Well, I guess yeah, we'll have to play it out, guys. I don't really want to look into this whole angle and just be like. <laughs> How how does Rusev gain from this other than like you know, he has everyone's sympathy right now, like you know it's definitely not Rusev Day anymore. No, it's not. They uh, they totally did away with Rusev Day, and that was his most over thing. It was enchanted it. Um, but if you noticed, um, somebody did a gif of like before they show the video of Lana and uh, Lashley. Freaky Rusev had a smile on his face, and then he had to remind himself, "Oh, I can't smile during this uh, segment." Yeah. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> this is so weird. <sighs> Even though we know it's acting, it's just like it, some part of it has to like fucking mess with your head. Yeah, it's just like okay, well, you know, the smile's going away. Like, is he getting down to business? And business <laughs> definitely picked up. <laughs> it needs something good for him. Uh, I hope so. But it's just like, you know, I don't a see mid, it. A mid card, like a like it's a mid card matchup between two mid carders, and it's just like okay, 
there's no strap involved. There's a wife in here. I mean, I wonder what Crystal Ashley even thinks about this whole entire thing yeah, as right? well. So, like, you know, there, there's other factors they could probably play into this. Maybe Crystal might make a WWE comeback uh, into this angle. Maybe. Um, hard to say, but, I mean, this is one of the things you have to, like, kind of watch and be invested into and just see where it goes from there. Yeah. All right, enough about that one. Um, you guys want to move on to AEW? Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, Jay, you want to start it off? Um, whatever. The first match. Cody versus Sammy. Yeah. I like the presentation. I didn't know in the beginning Sammy would be a heel until he, like, shoved Brandy up in the way. So that was interesting. I like the presentation. I like that Cody went on. And yeah. I like the, the um, time limit. That there's oh. a time limit in the matches. Old school, man. Old school. Yep. That's what I got right now. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, Epic, you could jump in. Um, I watched it. Yeah, I've watched... Uh, I had the, that in NXT up side-by-side side when I was uh, watching both shows. But... uh. For AEW, though, I, I mean, again, like, having that episode of Dynamite is... It's good, it's different. Definitely one mm. of the largest drawing uh, shows wrestling-wise other than WWE in a long time, in a long while. Uh, with Guevara and Cody, I felt like, you know, pacing was good, everything was okay. Uh, Cody willing enough to give up his spot if Guevara got the win over him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Guevara pulling up tactics here and there, which was unexpected, but... Um, you know, you didn't know where it was leading, but you know, then Cody gets up the win. Uh, time limits are good. I feel like yes, it is a good uh shot back to the uh to the old school, and even New Japan has this in their matchups too. So like you know, yeah, they do. Where it's just like it, it's great to have like you know time limits because it's just like you know you're you're on TV, you have a time constraint, like you know you can't draw segments out uh too long for whatever, and it's good. Uh, that they they have that sort of thing again. Um, Cody coming out on top. Uh, Guevara shakes his hand. You think nothing of it. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. That's it for that segment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like really enjoyed the match. Um, Sam Guevara is like very very arrogant. Um, I watch like his vlogs and stuff like that to get like inspiration and stuff. Um. He's been doing it for eight years, around the same time as uh, JD Alpha, and I will always plug JD Alpha in for this. Um, I do want to mention that he has to tighten up on his uh, Spanish fly. JD Alpha does a better one. Um, I do like the fact that Cody decided to wrestle someone who's still young in the business, if I could say that, um, and try to give him the spotlight. Both of them made each other look like a million bucks, even if Sammy put... Brandy in front of uh, Cody when he did the uh, suicide dive. Um, overall, the story was great. I just wish that um, they would have prolonged it because I don't really want Cody to get a title shot right away just because he's a VP. Um, I'd rather have this series of matches between Guevara and Cody only because um, Guevara has something to prove against a veteran like Cody. But they're going this way, where after they shake hands, Jericho just, you know, destroys Cody, and then we have, like, this alliance forming between, uh, well, 
Jericho and um, Guevara, but we could talk about that towards the end since the whole entire AEW Dynamite first episode is a freaking story in itself. Oh, with, there, like, goes, there goes arcs. spoilers, guys, already, so I mean... Sorry. Ah! <laughs> Either way. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. <laughs> Just a bit. That's why I was like, we, got, we could talk about it all at the end. But um, I get what AEW is doing, and good props to AEW. And that's my take on the Sammy versus uh, Cody thing. Because uh, I just finished watching AEW, so I'm kind of fresh with that. Um, well, wait. What happened after Cody and Sammy? Jericho attack. Okay, but... Okay. After Jericho attack. I think there was a second match. Yeah, there was a second match. Damn it. Uh, uh, I'm trying to pull MJ. up the results right now. So we had right, MJF cool. versus uh, <laughs> Brian Cutler. Okay, yeah. first things first. I want to just say, as much as, and I hope Brandon doesn't see this because Brandon's a kind of cool guy, but <laughs> it was boring. Did anyone else think it was boring? MJF yeah. is out there to make himself and his opponent look like a million dollars, but I mean, like, you know. God. He, he, he... You guys could go. <laughs> I think NJF is pretty, like, he's an amazing fucking heel, like, probably the best in the business, hands down, and whoever's in the ring with him, like, just effortlessly burns them, instantly puts whatever, well, he puts, like, mega heat on himself, but at the same time, like, you know, he puts the guy over in, in a shameful way, though, it's just like, you know, you can't help but feel sorry for the guy he's wrestling. Um, it's a squash match, MJF goes over... Yeah. Uh, you know, Cutler, like, you know, being, you know, friends of the Bucks and stuff like that. And, you know, it is what it is at this point. You know, uh, I don't I have nothing else. It's just like, you know, he's had got a horrible face um, on, on top of that. Uh, I kind of, I kind of felt it was uh, boring. I'm going to have to still invest time in watching both Brandon Cutler and MJF uh, grow. I think MJF's approach to how he wants to get heat and uh, his heelish ways um, are kind of forced and pushed, but I think over time he'll probably... To me, he'll probably grow on me, but I, I really felt like it was it was boring. For, like, I, that I don't know, though. Like, for me, it's a bit different, like, because, like, you know, he gives me that old-school, like, you know, wrestling heel heat. Like, you know, like, kind of Rick Rude without, like, you know, being the stripper sort of thing, but, like, you know, you just go out, you, you know, you, you go out and make fun of the town, you go out and make fun of your opponent. Like, yeah. you know, it, it really plays back to, the, like, the old-school heel gimmicks where you're just, like, you know, if you want nuclear heat, just, like, you know, go out and just demolish whatever city that you're in, demolish your opponent, like, you know, just with just with your words, and get this nuclear heat. And I think he's doing that quite well, which, like, I, I absolutely love. Like, you just want to love to hate this guy, and you do. The moment you hear him open his mouth, and it's just like, it's heat. <laughs> you hate it, but you love it at the same time. It's just like, why is this guy so good? <laughs> why is he so good on the mic? <laughs> but I hate he's him. He's so young, too. Yeah, he is young. Um, I think I, I think that's what it is for me that um because he's he's young. Do you mean like young in the business, Chio? Yeah. Oh, okay. But he, yeah, he, I think that's what it get, is. Yeah. He gets it. He gets it. He's going he to be one of the uh, major players in that company, and I've been saying that since the beginning. I agree. He's a jerk. You're not gonna like the jerk. You want yeah, to see the is, jerk? Yeah. Get rid of it. 
Yeah, I can see that. Um, I guess he'll have to grow on me. I'll have to just keep watching him and see what he does. But I really did think that match was boring. I mean, the match really is did. boring. It, it is what it is. It's a squash yeah. match. It was short. It. It was yeah, okay. it was, yeah, it was short, too. I was like, why is it, it was short? very short. All right. So what ha what's the next match after that one? Hawk and Hangman. Hangman and Pac. I... I would love to ask him how the fuck he pronounces his name. Is it Pac or Pac? Is it going to be like Pac-Man? Like, shit. <laughs> I love the guy. Oh, I, I really love Neville. Like, I, you know what? I think we should refer to him as Neville. I really hope he doesn't kill me. Or, like, you oh, know, does, does his, red, his uh, red arrow on me. But, like, until we figure out how to pronounce it, it's Neville. Anyway, um, that was an interesting uh, uh, match. And interesting for um, Pac to, like, go over. Well, that was the original yeah. feud when, yeah. when they fired up the whole entire thing before Pac had to kind of go on his ways of being the undefeated Dragon Gate champion machine here. Yep. Um, now that, you know, now we can disregard that because his streak's broken, lost the title, but I don't think he's lost a match since losing the strap, which no. puts a pretty good spin on his character. Now, like, he can be as arrogant or as brash or as brutal as uh, he wants. Um, but for him to pick up this momentum now going into AEW is really important. So it's great that they're they're building that back up and they're having mm -hmm. him go over on Paige. Or Paige doesn't really need to go over right now because you know, yeah, as, as much as like you you would want to love Paige, at the same time though you can't see him as face of the company material um, at, at the this moment, point yeah. in time. Like it's gonna be one of those things where Marie is gonna take some warming up to MJF. It's gonna be the same with yep. us warming up with. <laughs> Hangman Page, where it's just like you know, you you like the guy and you like his work. He's a great worker, but at the same time, it's mm -hmm. just like you know he, you know, right at this time is not, you know, face of the place material. So having Pac go over, being a former champion himself, is a pretty good candidate. Um, but if I go back to look at the show right now, it's like what besides Cody going over, got two heels going over, and the uh, the two other matches afterwards. So, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Jay, you want to add anything to it? Um, no, I just think, well, I just think that the match between Evil Neville, I'll call him Evil Neville, <laughs> versus Hangman will yeah. continue. I think that was just like the start. Yeah. They're not done yet. Um, I do have a question for both of you guys. I don't know if you saw when um, Pac versus uh, Kenny because um, Dean Ambrose had gotten uh, sick. Uh, how did you guys feel about that ending? Where he made uh, Kenny submit. Well, also, pass out, really. I was, I was okay with it. Well, I was surprised, but then I figured, you know, Kenny's been on kind of a losing streak. Sort of. Yeah, uh, so I um, think it furthers down the story for Kenny. Yeah, it kind of does. Um, I was a uh, complete shocked about it too. I didn't know how to feel about it. I wasn't angry or disappointed. It was one of those things of like I never saw Kenny like tap, unless one of you guys have ever saw him tap. It's but, interesting. I haven't seen him tap. Not to yeah. a submission ever. Like he's lost clean the pins, but yeah, I've never seen him tap. That's what. 
That's why I was like, whoa, this is the first time he gets, like, submitted or, like, passed out or whatever. Um, and then that's kind of an interesting play on the whole AEW thing, taking the wins, losses, and draws, like, very seriously. Because uh, I think when AEW was created, probably many fans were thinking that, oh, Kenny will probably get the title right off the back. Now that yep. he's not on, like, a winning streak, that's not, like, really going to happen. Um, you know, how do you guys feel about, like, AEW really keeping score on wins, losses, and draws? I like it. it. It's good to an extent before they might throw that idea out the window. Like, you can only probably play out the, um, the shtick for so long because then it's just like, okay, now you have what, um, let's just say, hypothetically, MJF is your guy right now. He's been undefeated by squashing jobbers uh, compared to someone, say, at a main event level losing against top caliber guys now how do you justify say someone like mjf who's been squashing jobbers versus kenny omega who's been losing against main eventers to saying mjf deserves a world title shot over kenny omega with the type of match calibers that they've been having yeah i totally understand that um i think eventually they might get rid of it <laughs> i don't know but um i think it's going to be way too hard to track and what it's going to be based on, too, for people to get title shots. So I totally understand that epic. Gio, uh, you can add whatever you want. Um, It might go away. It might stay for a bit. I think it might stay for at least, I don't know, however long the company feels they want to make sure wins and losses is part of their formula because that's what they have said. Wins and losses will mean something. So far, it kind of has with Kenny, but we have Cody getting a title shot because mm -hmm. of his win loss record. So, okay. Um, I don't mean to be looking on Twitter, but apparently um, Xavier Woods is playing uh, DDR. So, Epic, you might want to ever show him up. And Kenny oh. just called him a fraud. I'll, so. I'll, I'll fraud both of them up. Just, just saying right now. Like, oh, this is fun. I have it on video too. If you were actually doing it at Cody Island, so if you want, I'll send it to them. I'm like <laughs> that. That wasn't even my final form. That was a broken. That was a broken machine too. So. I mean. <laughs> um, either way, uh, what's our what's our next match? The women's, uh, the, women's match. the women's championship match. I'm just going to keep it brief because I am not ready to take heat for my uh, unapologetic opinions, but um, congrats to uh, Rio for uh, winning the uh, championship match. And then Kenny coming to save his little sister, and that's all I'm saying. <laughs> little sister. Yeah, that was strange to me. That was a bit strange. The ending. Surprised that uh, she won. And she uh, went clean. She won I, that, that was definitely a person I wanted to go over on the match, though. Um, given the circumstances, it's like, okay, um, you have, you know, Nyla Rose, your, your transgender women's wrestler, uh, versus Riho, which is a legitimate uh, women's wrestler. You know, you're looking at PR angles here versus, like, you know, talent. And I'm not saying Nyla Rose is not talented by any means, but it's just like, you know, 
the way that's just like the way that people are just going to be looking at it and it's going to be awkward let's just say in the event that Nyla Rose wins and it's just like okay well you know we've only got the strap on Nyla Rose because like you know you guys will just want to play to a certain community um you know just uh, a PR shtick then you got yeah. Riho which is like you know which everyone I would say a good you know let's just say hypothetically 90% of the, the viewers would rather prefer having to be the first women's champion at that point. Um, you touched on it, like, fantastically. Maybe when I warm up, I'll probably say my own opinions, but uh, that's the whole narrative that was happening on uh, AEW's Instagram and their Twitter and their Facebook where, like, they've they put this... Uh, you know, the match card up between Nyla Rose versus Rio for the championship. And a lot of people were like, they did not want Nyla for their, to be their champion. They wanted, you know, Rio to go over. So yeah, um, you know, it was all over Twitter and all their like social medias and stuff. So yeah, that's exactly right. Would have been backlash. Yeah. But what is a backlash been. these days? Well, everyone's a snowflake these days, and it's uh, <laughs> it's it's hard to please everybody. Yeah, it is. Like, you know, like, the moment you do something, it's just like, you know, all eyes are on you, all eyes are on your company. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, for me, like, let's just say, hypothetically, I do and say something, you know, and go off on my own tangent, but I stream yeah. on DLive, so DLive is going to get a whole lot of heat just because of something yeah, I yeah. said. Yeah, it's the same thing where, like, if you work for, like, any company or whatever it is, like, sometimes when you say, you know, you may not intend it the way it is, and then all of a sudden someone gets offended. Um, oh, okay, so this is what I wanted to mention. So, like, the first time that AEW was like, hey, we're going to sign Nyla Rose, and Nyla Rose is a transgendered, you know, AEW never pushed the narrative for that they wanted to give her an opportunity to like shine and be on television it's mm -hmm. the rest of the fans that are pushing this narrative that AEW doesn't want to like actually be in you know if that mm -hmm. makes sense but yeah, I remember, I remember yeah. that early backlash well yeah. from the fans about it the fans are the one that's pushing it to make it try to mean something, to try to have a staple in it, while AEW is just like, look, she's a wrestler, she's here, she wants to show her talent. And I think people kind of forget about that, that wrestling is a family. In wrestling, there's sort of no gender because everyone takes care of each other. And that's and that's the message that should be put towards rather than, oh my God, Nyla is transgender therefore she should just be like an idol on a pedestal and it's like she's actually a wrestler she's a wrestler first you know everything else in her private life it's her private life leave it alone let's say nyla rose is a wrestler for aew and that's it mm -hmm. she's a wrestler to me i've seen her wrestle i mean it's a wrestler i mean like you know like through and through it's just like you know regardless of the gimmick or the shtick that that comes with it but yeah, you know, you, you always look at them like you know for what they are first, and that's a wrestler. Totally agree with that. What is our next match? Is it a main oh. event? There's a there's five matches: the Elite versus Santana Ortiz and Jericho. Yeah, um, that was an interesting match. Uh, only because like we have the Elite once again, you know, coming back teaming like how they did back then. Versus Jericho and um, we're gonna call them LAX, right? Because they um, were LAX. They were LAX, yes. 
Okay. They were. I don't. I don't know. They formed a new name, so we're gonna call them LAX. Yeah, they just haven't. Going by their uh, group names. I think they, yeah, they're just going by their names right now, like Santana and Ortiz. Oh. They they haven't adopted the LAX uh, shtick. Oh well, we're gonna call them LAX to like okay. save namespace. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. Um, I mean. Nick still has his freaking speed. Kenny, like, gained his freaking speed back. Because, uh, I don't know, like, he was being sluggish in the ring. And I'm, like, a huge, like, Kenny Omega mark and whatnot. Um, overall, I thought it was pretty good. It was it was pretty good. And then John Moxley coming out and, um, you know, attacking Kenny Omega and still having this field go, which I'm excited to, like, see at full gear and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't have anything like worthy to say about the match other than that it was interesting. I mean, I don't know. Uh, given that you, anytime you see the Bucks in a match, it's just going to be a spot fest through and through. Like, yeah. It's, it's kind of like, you know, uh, having like their, like their five moves to do uh, in their own right. And it's great to see that LAX coming in there, uh, given their offense and everything like that and just exposing themselves on a different scale. Um, it's definitely needed to kind of get themselves out there especially like you know with a very very underrated team um they didn't have to be paired with jericho but jericho is a good added touch uh to the match um omega kind of getting back into the group of things moxley coming in mm-hmm. uh, to continue that feud was which which is pretty good and then i think what i could admire about kenny omega right now in the process is like he's willing to bury himself to put over a lot of talent right now which i feel a lot of the other guys aren't doing right now like you know page page is okay with doing it um bucks have been putting themselves over uh yeah quite a bit here and there and then cody's putting himself over obviously jericho's putting himself over where it's just like he uh, has to well, he has to. I mean, he's the only, like, you know, credible face that they have in the company that, that carry them into this new era. But um, yeah. for, for what it is right now, Omega's doing a really good job just, like, you know, putting talent over uh, mm-hmm. while putting on a pretty good match at the same time. Um, I feel like these other guys could take a page out of Omega's book and to helping put other teams up. So, I mean, like, the Bucks have only wrestled uh, the Lucha Brothers um, for the most part, and putting them yeah. over, um, I would like to see the box put over other, other great tag teams in the process as well. Um, how like you know they, they could have done you know a solid for uh, was it Jack Evans and Angelico? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those, those guys are amazing. I love them. Uh, I hope eventually they get a run, but um, time will always tell. Um, I think for what it is, Bucks got their offense in there, remove Omega from the match, then Bucks get demolished, yeah. and in which LAX gets their good offense in, Jericho gets his finish in, um, then it's just a beatdown after the match, um, which was kind of expected and unexpected, and, you know, because, like, you know, the uh, the BTE crew then, you know, has to have each other's backs, then you have, like, Cody making the run-in, um, then getting wrecked then it's just like you see these people coming out one after another and it's just like okay like how are the sides playing out uh you have Guevara coming out you know coming yeah. out full heel 
Uh, then you have Rhodes coming out trying to lay everybody out. And the greatest pop of the night was definitely for, uh, we'll call him Jake Hager because that's his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. He got a great pop that night, and again, like you know, he went over quite well, just destroying everybody in the ring. And I thought the weirdest spot at that whole entire point was that table, uh, <laughs> yeah, which we'll probably was. see on Botchamania at some point in the eye yeah. of the table scene. Um, but I mean, that that table, I don't know wh- where it came from, I don't know why it was there, and why I decided to use it. Uh, but I, I felt know, like that that could have that could have broken Dustin. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but heels going out strong, which is a weird angle because now are we having factions in the same besides the elite? And what's yeah, going to come are. of this? Um, I wanted to mention. I don't know if you guys find this kind of interesting, but you notice how Jericho has like a team of five, including himself. And then obviously the Bucks with uh, Cody can obviously get and Dustin uh, and could get Kenny to have their five team. Now in November, uh, Full Gear, the uh, AEW's first official pay per view, Full Gear is November 9th. WWE's Survivor Series is November 24th. Mm. I am calling it right now that AEW is going to do a Survivor Series type match for their main event for Full Gear to go against the gimmick pay-per-view of Survivor Series for WWE. I see that. I, see so, it. Like, I could see it working, but at the same time, I'd see that gimmick. It could work with them, and it could work against them at the same time. Where it's just like... Is that going to be like your your only elimination match throughout the entire card? Then again, they, they already have matches set up for Full Gear already, which I can see it working out, but then again, the way it's been going won't be going the way we think it might be because they already got the title matches and everything for there now we just like have these other guys just kind of floating around and I just remember that Kenny is going to be fighting John Moxley at full gear either way I could just see like them doing one match Survivor Series style match elimination style match just to rival WWE to see if uh, WWE could be on their game because lately they've been shooting themselves in the foot. So that's what I'm saying about that. Um, Gia, you have any thoughts about the AEW main event for Dynamite? That should have been a main event. Yeah, that's. Want to add on anything? Um, Jericho has a faction. Didn't see that at all, Jericho, because he rarely has more than what two people. Yeah. One person. So. Interesting, interesting take. Um, okay, so I did not watch um, NXT yet. Uh, so if you guys want to talk about NXT, you guys can. That will be our last uh, talk topic of the night. Um, and then I'll close this out. But I, di- I didn't see NXT. Um, let's see if I can just pull up the results. I did watch them, but I can't remember everything. That's totally fine, dude. My head. That's totally fine. Uh, I just know that uh, it it was really hyped to have Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle, and I didn't even get to see that match. So that was the first match of the night uh, going into. What? Um, that was. Yeah. That was first match. What? Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good match. All right. All right. I'm not. Uh, I'm not even saying that because it wasn't. Oh my god. Okay. Go ahead. Go go go. So. 
uh, first match of the night, uh, Cole versus Riddle. Really, really, really good match. Um, uh-huh. Cole went over. Um, I think it was clean to say. He went over clean. Um, he did. Wow. wow. Surprising, none of the... Uh, None of the Undisputed Era came out for any of the saves or uh, uh, things. It's just Cole going out absolutely clean on Riddle. Uh, after the match, uh, Duffy was one of the highlights of the night where Balor uh, came back and claimed yeah, that, that uh, he's NXT, that he's moving back to the roster, which is amazing because, like, you know, he was just uh, drowning on the main mm-hmm. roster. Like, you know, th- they derailed his main event push, then they you know, put him into, like, you know, the, the mid-card pool, and then he just got lost to the shuffle after that. You know, they tried, you know, some sort of club angles here and there, and yeah, not, yeah. none of them really worked out, because they, they never want to push him as a heel. Um, they should have. They should have. Yeah, they should The should've. moment they paired him back with the Good Brothers, like, you know, they, they should have went for a heel run. Throw AJ in there, like, you know, they definitely would have had, like, yeah. you know, a lot of momentum. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't, which is again like beyond me. I I, I don't know. Uh, but going back to NXT, so Balor coming back, claiming he is NXT, but no claim towards championship. But he just wanted to make that impact. Uh. Um, but we we could see something brewing in the future. Uh, next match after that was Io Shirai versus Mia Yim, which uh, yeah. Io Shirai went over. I just want to go on record and say I still fucking love Yoshirai. Like, she's just amazing. Beautiful on top of that, but mm-hmm. amazing. Um, <laughs> okay. Her, her whole heel, like, you know, from her ring gear to the entrance to everything, I think, you know, definitely has uh, makings. If they wanted to make, like, you know, a uh, Japanese heel women's stable, they've already got the trifecta going if they could do that. Yeah. Um, Yim had some pretty good offense here and there. Uh, but, you know, again, Shirai came off, uh, came up with the win uh, pretty damn clean. Uh, next match after that was Gargano versus Shane Thorne. Obviously, Gargano's going to go over on this exchange. Um, pretty much, uh, let's just say, I think Shane Thorne got a lot of the offense out of this matchup. Uh, before uh, Gargano went over. Uh, Candice LeRae versus Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship uh, with Baszler going over um, with a submission. Okay. And I'm not too sure what they're to set up after this matchup for a feud with Baszler because I think what they're probably going to do after this is uh, a number one contenders match of some sort and just throw a whole bunch of names into the hat again. Um, as, as much as, like, you know... I don't think anything of Baszler at this point is champion. I think it's just, like, you know, spot filler. Like, I, I feel okay. like, you know, they, there could be better candidates right now into holding that NXT Women's Championship. You know, a lot of uh, women are putting into that hat for that, for that vote, like, uh, Rhea Ripley, um, Mia Yim, uh, Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, uh, Bianca Belair. Um, those are a lot of good names I could feel like, you know, uh, could carry the strap into a new era for the women's division on NXT. And then it could mean better things for Baszler when they move her to the main roster, maybe. 
Pete Dunn versus Danny Birch. Oh man. Uh, basically, it's just a match for uh, for Pete Dunn to go over. It's a finger breaking match. That dude scares the shit out of me, man. Whenever yeah. he does that, I'm just like, please don't do it to my fingers. Like, I would probably just give him a pound. I'm not even gonna let him shake my hand. <laughs> I mean, he looks like that it hurts. guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, pretty much it was just a match for uh, Pete Dunn to go over. Um, Undisputed Era versus Street Profits uh, main event oh, wow. uh, for the tag team championships with the Undisputed Era going over. Oh wow! Yeah, that's okay. That's interesting. Um, but it did go down uh, quite dirty. Roderick Strong came out uh, to help the uh, the boys out for the win. Okay. Um, show ends with uh, Adam Cole coming out to congratulate his boys, and then Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, yeah. Coming out to eyeball the championship, uh, staking his claim for oh, wow. next in line. Yeah, uh, for his shot. He hasn't had it yet. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't had it. He had like so many injuries, and then all of a sudden, it's like you know, now will probably be his time to do it. Um, now or never. Yeah, um, I honestly think this was a really good first episode of playing it by ear. Um, Next episode would definitely be um, a lot more structured and stuff like that. Um, does anyone want to add any closing stuff? Closing thoughts? No. Oh. Epic, uh, you got any uh, fans on your side that have questions? I don't know. If we, I don't think I have that... any viewers no, who are right? like, you know, watching this thing, no. but I know if I were to kind of go off on it, like, again, like, you know, Dynamite coming out the way it was, something different was really, really good. Hopefully they keep up the momentum, yeah. and I think I've said Definitely. it before. Where um, hopefully they're different is good, different because like you know, um, hopefully they don't go to uh, go to the well too much on having gimmick matches or like you know having a lot of uh, gimmick type segments in general. Because I feel mm. like you know, like how, how many gimmicks are we gonna try to fit into a whole show? Um, hopefully there's stories are a whole lot stronger, a lot more coherent. Yeah. Because we understand what they are as fans. We understand what they are. But for a general public, you know, who doesn't really get the psychology, might not yeah. pick up on these things right away. So hopefully they, you know, in, include a psychology that kind of has everybody in the same wavelength. Um, championship matches and everything like that so now that they've established your champions and i think what next show is their tag team division yeah it's um, a tag team tournament so i saw the championship belts and they look amazing first of all mm-hmm. um when i saw the women's championship i thought it was a lot bigger than it looked and jesus so christ that thing is tiny very small very Holy small jesus. So i think that's tiny. the tiniest women's championship even smaller than the nwa women's championship right yeah now, believe, it is which is interesting to me um, Looks I like hope, a crown. I hope Put AEW. It on your yeah. head. <laughs> you could. I mean, like, you could probably just like you know take off the strap, just kind of assemble it together, yeah. and just wear it as a crown instead. Tiara. <laughs> I mean, it's it's jewel studded, so I mean, it, it could definitely it work is. out uh, to that advantage. Um, but it it'd be nice to kind of see where the women's division go from there. Now it's kind of reset, right? So now we have a champion, and you have this boatload of uh, talent in this pool now gunning for this championship. So it's 
great to see where, where they go from it from here. To see who's available to really go for the championship from there, other than Nyla Rose, Britt Baker. Because mm-hmm. um, you have B Priestley, who's still, I think, their uh, Stardom's uh, main champion. Yeah. So even though B Priestley's with AEW, but the fact that she's still Stardom's uh, you know lead champion, it's uh, interesting to see where that goes from there. Uh, Yuka, I would like to see more Yuka. I love Yuka. Um, who else is there? Ali is still there. Yeah, she is. I don't think I'll see her in any sort of uh, championship pictures real soon. Um, awesome Kong, which I think they're going to yeah. use her very sparingly. I I think it's good that they're not, you know, shoving her down the audience's throats. Yeah, definitely. Even if it, even if she is a monster heel. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the fact that they have a main championship that they're trying to push right now for Full Gear, um, they're probably going to try to figure something out for uh, Full Gear for the Women's Championship, which we'll see uh, soon, I guess. And then the Tag Team Championships, which I hope the Bucks don't win. So help me God. Yeah, I know. I I feel the same way. Like as much as I love, you know, as much as I love them, they're like cool guys. So like really talk to I really don't want them to get the tag team championships the same way that I don't want Cody to get the AEW champion and it's nothing against them personally it's just the fact that we know that they're VPs and that's like the one mistake that companies do it's send their VPs to get the championships already rather than trying to build people up and later they could get it um so I really hope that private party does go over uh the young bucks they're my pick to win at least the first round Hell, even if LAX is in this thing, I, I would definitely highly pick them as a dark horse to, team to win that thing as well. Yeah, it'd be a good choice, LAX. Uh, but you know, the the Dark Order didn't like they advanced because they didn't have anybody to go against, which is the weirdest thing ever. If you look at the um, yeah, if like you look the at picture. the bracket, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I was just like, interesting. They're gonna buy, but then again, I think that was the thing, like um, when they had one of those uh, tournaments, I think. Where I think it was the Battle Royale, I think, where they had the uh, oh, it was uh, gunning for like you know a buy into the thing, like either a spot or a buy. Oh, the buy-in, okay. Yeah, the buy-in. So which, which by the way, I like that kind of gimmicky match, the buy-in. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool to have. Yeah, it's their pre-show. Yeah, it's a really good pre-show. Yeah. I, I hope they they continue more with this stuff because like it like you know it gets a lot more talent onto the thing gets a lot more exposure. Um, it, I think it's it does a lot of great for everybody and then you know hopefully like you know because I feel like I don't know if it's true or not but I feel like if they, if this were the situation where I feel like you know I feel like because Cody and the Bucks are putting themselves in there a whole lot more often that they're trying to gain more exposure with their brand by putting themselves in there a whole lot more often working with the talent as opposed to letting the talent run the pool for them. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I see that. So I hope uh, for what it's worth right now that, like, you know, um, that they can build up that brand. Uh, Hopefully, like, you know, because the fans already know who they are and it's amazing Mm -hmm. and all, but, like, at the same time, it's just like, you know, if you're going to put yourselves on the show, help put that talent over. Um they'd be doing them a pretty big solid be doing your brand a really big solid uh really big solid because it's like you know not a lot of people are going to know who they are or what they do but you know the moment you put them over then like you know you're winning a lot more people uh than you are losing people 
Definitely, definitely. What I feel like NXT needs to do at this point is because they got the talent, um, you know, they're they're putting on a lot of like really really great matches, but when you put them on paper side by side, like you know AEW definitely blew them out of the water uh, with the type of quality yeah. that they put uh, been putting in. Um, when you look at the matches side by side, like you know, if you have anything from like you know uh, Cole and Riddle compared to uh, let's just say singles match, uh, let's just say you know Cody and Guevara, it's just like you know, yeah, you get a lot of hard hitting, like you know, um, really great emotional like invested matches. Like I felt like you know both brands could do it really really well. Now it's just like you know. Um, not having so many people lost in translation, um, going from you know, match to match to match. It's like we'll wait for this train to go away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alright, <laughs> guys. It's all good. It's all um, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so I think we should uh, wrap it up there. Um, I definitely want to thank uh, Gio for actually. Uh, doing this with me along uh, with Epic. Um, this will be a thing. Um, I just don't know how consistent we can be only because I work a 40-hour week now at my job. So it's a five-day straight starting for Wednesday and I end on Sunday. Yo, get that um, grind! I, yeah, man. Um, I'd rather us watch the product and talk about it like this. Next time it'll be a little more structured. Um, we probably can feature JD Alpha's uh, vlogs if you guys have not like known that he started to do it. Because there's this, not a rumor, but it's a fact that's going around that he never played WWF No Mercy. So. Ooh. Ooh. I, I don't even know how I feel about that one. I don't feel like a lot of people can let that go. Oh, man. You don't know don't how know. much heat he's been getting. Uh, his, latest his latest vlog is that he got kidnapped. Uh, that would definitely be in the description for you guys to definitely uh, check it out. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, just stay tuned to social medias about when we go live. Um, and then you could definitely um, watch uh, us being streamers because I'm a streamer as well. Epic is a streamer. Uh, he is a wonderful Dead by Daylight streamer. I am the noob of Dead by Daylight. Um, <laughs> I already have like an ending script, but um, I am so glad that we did this. Uh, this was like super fun. Um, I enjoyed. Definitely. Yep. I'm prepared, but you know, we'll get G we'll get to it. Gio, you're doing fine, man. Like you're like Thank my you. number one. Okay, you're doing fine. <laughs> I feel like it's a, it's a pretty good opening uh, episode so far. I mean, we we didn't stray too much. We we got to the points pretty pretty well. Um, yeah, I have you to thank for that too because I told you in Discord I'm like I didn't play anything. We're doing this by ear. <laughs> yeah, I mean because I, I've been planning a whole bunch of different other stuff like this. I was planning to do uh, like K-pop cast like this with uh, with Cherry and a whole bunch of other people. So like um, because we we did a whole bunch actually off stream. Like there were, there were yeah. a few nights where we like after I finished stream and we would uh, try to think and things just kind of went all over the place. So now that um, mm -hmm. we have some sort of structure down. I feel like uh, what, once we stick to this, it should work out just better. Yeah, and uh, you could definitely like use the program that like you know we're using because I found it through somebody else. So that'd be a good thing to do. Um, but other than that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for spending a little bit of your time with us. This is the Square Circle Podcast, hosted by Marie Shadows. We are 
joined by Gio and Epic, and it's our time to say goodnight because this was the best the best podcast you had ever heard. SCP guys. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have a wonderful night. <laughs> you too. You too. Have a good night, everyone. Enjoy. Be safe. That's a wrap on episode one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Squared Circle Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Marie Shadows. And if you want to continue to support Squared Circle Podcast, we have other members on the team as well to talk about wrestling, which is our huge passion. Please make sure to follow us on YouTube and also follow us on Twitter. We'll see you guys in our next episode. Thank you.